this is the governance in Africa uh, conversation um, supported by the Mo Ibrahim Foundation. Um, the residential school this year was held at Morocco. And I'm pleased really to um, introduce our Professor Khadija El Madmed, uh, who will be in conversation with me on governance uh, in Africa. Good afternoon, uh, um, Professor Khadija El Madmed. Good afternoon. Uh, yes, um, we've just uh, finished our um, uh, governance in Africa residential school here in Morocco, and we are really glad with your presentation at the uh, at the last session on migration and, and, and human rights. Now, we are, it's governance in Africa. Uh, first, let us I mean, look at uh, post-colonial period in Africa. Now it's about 56 years post-colonial period I mean, uh, in Africa. W what would be your general overview of governance? In Thank Africa? you very much uh, for I mean, having invited me to take part to this, in this uh, residential uh, school. Especially that I am uh, a SOAS graduate, and then SOAS is coming to me instead of me going to SOAS. Uh, yes, you know, I studied African studies, SOAS. And uh, we are, Morocco is really is a part of Africa. And Africa in the 60s, everyone thought that this was, it was there was optimism especially uh, on the part of some really committed political leaders. Uh, well, Patrice Lumumba in, Go in Congo, Nkrumah in Ghana, Julius Nereri in Tanzania, uh, Bourguiba in Tunisia, and Mohammed V in Morocco. So all these leaders, I think they had hopes that uh, Africa will wake up from colonization and change for uh, development, democracy, human rights, so on. But unfortunately, from the beginning, division started. Started among, not the people, but among the leaders. Yes. This is the problem. Uh, 56 years later, what has changed? I think not, not much. Okay. The problem is we have, got, we have got lots of states, but the same problems, mm -hmm. maybe during colonization. Poverty, underdevelopment, dictatorship. I don't want to be really pessimistic, but there are, uh, fortunately there are few states who are not like this. Mm -hmm. Well, for instance, a, a, a state like, a country like Senegal, we, it, it was more or less different from the others. But, well, we thought that, you know, the African organization, the OIU, was created in 63. Mm. Well, for all, from 63 to 2002, when they, it was decided that to change the name and to drop one letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one letter. Yeah. We thought that, well, they dropped, they, 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 no, they, they, the new uh, organization has very good texts. 
really theory is very good mm. as i was saying in my, my my seminar what is good about african states that they have got they they adopt all the conventions international human rights migration but what about the reality of things what about the implementation so now africa i think well even though the situation is bad not that bad because some countries are doing well yeah. uh, but in general they are not so I, I think that there is still optimism for a better future for Africa okay. and I do believe I do believe that the future is promising promising for Africa okay. it's a young country we've got uh, resources, natural resources. Well, despite the fact that uh, the West are taking the educated, the uh, drain, uh, drain, 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 but still we've got still human resources. Uh, yeah, some very good human resources and good hopes, especially for we militants of human rights of a better development for our uh, our continent. Thank you very much. You are right in the sense that there was a lot of hope, I mean, post-independence in Africa. But if you look at that, I mean, perhaps maybe you could say that was in, in the 20th century. Now, you remember the World Bank issued a report, I mean, and which confirmed many of the things you were saying. And the report was started with the hope, yeah. uh, arguing that, I mean, can Africa make, claim the 21st century. Uh, now we are in the 21st century. If you remember vividly the African Charter on Governance and Democracy, yeah. now, I mean, indicates that, well, we wouldn't, the African nations will not support governments coming into power in undemocratic ways and things like that. Coups and coup d'etats have diminished a little bit. We have democracies in Africa and things like that. Now, going on from there, do you think Africa can really claim the 21st century? I mean, in relation to developmental terms, there are challenges we know, but how would you advise in relation to how Africa can confront its developmental challenges into the 21st century? 22nd century, I doubt it. Maybe 20, uh, 21st, century. but the 22nd, I think it might be. Hmm. Because anyway, you know, Europe is now in crisis. Hmm. America might be in crisis. Asia, their divisions and wars and so on. It's true that in Africa we have got less uh, well coups. Yeah. We have more or less some countries who are stable now, yeah. trying to have uh, uh, democracy, but still we've got lots of poverty. Still they have got. I mean, you know. Uh, our uh, people do not enjoy their rights. So I think, yeah, the report is good. I'm not, uh, I'm a lawyer, I'm not uh, an economist. Uh, uh, but I think that how we could really uh, change things, we should invest in the people. That means that we should give them their rights. I mean, and it's easy. That's what I say. In, in, in Africa, we have got, we've got the theory. Yeah. 
We need only the practice. If you look at the, 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 the regional texts, especially the Human Rights Charter of 1981, the, 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 the protocols on the, 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 the rights of the child, the convention, the convention, the protocol on women's rights, the right of the convention on children, the convention on on, on refugees, the conventions on displaced. We, is the only uh, continent having a convention on internally displaced, which we have got all the I would say the elements. We we need only to implement what we have got. But what, what do you think prevents the implementation? Well, there are two things. First, we should have goodwill from our leaders, political leaders. And the other thing, we should be independent. And what I, what I mean by independence, totally independent. Because we, the, the African states became independent politically, but not economically. So, Many African states are still dependent on their colonizers. That's right. They are even using them. Look what's happening in North Africa, in Libya, and so on. Uh, so there's even colonization coming back through economy. So what I would say that we should invest on this in people. Why? Because these people should have all their rights. And the human rights of, of three kinds, uh, civil and political rights, That's economic, right. social and cultural rights, and then group rights, right to peace, right to environment. And if we, I, I think what we need is mobilize the civil society. There, uh, still we've got very good uh, regional NGOs, right. national NGOs, but we lack cooperation and less division, less division. We still have this division. A country like mine is not part of the African organization. Morocco was a, a founding member of, of the, the, the IU and on the progr progressive side with Nkrumah, with the Sekuturi, yes. with all those who wanted really a union of Africa, <laughs> not only a club of dictators as it was before. But now Morocco, important, an important element is absent because it was decided on by some rich oil countries buying votes here and there and Morocco had to leave. So first having our unity, all the countries, solve our problems. I mean, we have got so many countries in this Africa. Why don't we should be having unity of at least regional unity, as it was decided before? North Africa or Maghreb, East Africa, West Africa, and with the union we are going to have to be powerful. With our civil society, with democracy and human rights, it's, it will be easier for us to compete with the West and to say to the West, no, stop exploiting us. Mm -hmm. Because they are taking our resources. They have been taking them. They, they were, for the dictators, they were encouraging them to stay because they were 
sending all the, 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 their money to Europe, all their, their the natural resources they, it was taken from our countries. So we should change our, I would say, behavior with the West. I do appreciate that, for example, as you rightly mentioned, in the context of law and development, I mean, the theoretical perception, I mean, one of the theories is, I mean, the argument of the dependency theory. This is, I mean, uh, appreciated. And in one of my writings, I argue, as you rightly mentioned, that I mean, there's a need to adopt what I mean, I refer to as the self-reliant theory. And I think the African nations themselves, since 1967, the Charter of Algiers, I mean, which was adopted, I mean, by the first ministerial meeting of, I mean, uh, uh, the, the, the group of 77 then, that nations have to be self-reliant. Uh, theoretically, yes, one does agree. But you have been talking about practice implementation. When we talk about self-reliance, yes, Africa has natural resources, um, we have human resources, uh, but does that mean that we have to really be in isolation of the West? I mean, being self-reliant, not wanting to... No, so if I you could explain a little no, bit of how self-reliance can be... Self-reliance doesn't mean non-alliance. That's right. You should have self-reliance, but you could align with uh, power powers helping you, not exploiting you. I mean, we should benefit from the West, not only the, the West benefiting from us. This is what was happening until now. Now, there, uh, fortunately, there are other competing powers. China is here. I mean, maybe you could use this China to compete with the others. If you don't want us, we go to the other side. And so we could, we could now, uh, as, as, uh, like this, we could maybe get, get more favors. Because before, I mean, what was happening with, uh, I think, Africa, is we were really depending on our ex-colonizers. Really, you know, uh, what someone like Patrice Lumamba, I mean, his speech on independence was really very, very, very good. Yeah. But he was executed, he was killed, because he wanted to be independent. But I think now, even it's not possible at that time, because of all this communication, all this thing, it might be, we could use this. We could use also this competition of Chinese, Russians, Americans, and Europeans. And we choose whom we will be, whom will, we will give us best benefit for our nation and our people. The problem of our leaders, Obutu, others, let's just say, they were really working for themselves, not for the people. And working with the countries, so-called human rights countries. So now I think what we could do is develop democracy, human rights, civil society, and we work for the, 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 the best of the country, the people, you, using whatever we can do. Uh, working with the Europeans when we can, Europe, Americans, Chinese, Russians, but also taking in, uh, always taking into consideration uh, 
the benefit of the people, the benefit of the country. This is what I think should be. And we have got so many good scholars, so many in Africa and outside, even if when they are based outside, abroad, they still are African. And I know in SOAS, uh, UK, America, other places, they work from there for the benefit of the continent. And this African organization should be read thought to include everybody and not to be uh, dominated by some countries. Migration is your specialization. I'll be coming back to that mm -hmm. because we have issues of problem migration. I mean, all over the place in Africa, South Africa now. But I want to, I mean, really prick you a little bit more. You've spoken so much about our leaders, leadership, leadership in the past, uh, African leaders in the past working for, in, for their own personal interests rather than from now we still have leaders who we could say you talk about the benefits of democracy now if we flip it look at it i mean for democracy to be able to really work and also to have leaders who really have the interests of the people at heart i think i mean political orientation of the masses mm -hmm. political i mean to be able to select the right leaders for democracy to work how do you see the political uh, understanding or orientation of Africans generally in relation to making democracy work? Are we really there yet, or there's still need for further, I mean, uh, orientation? As I said, we have got all the elements. You know, uh, we have got a charter, a human rights charter in Africa. We have got some good leaders who want to change things. I think, I mean, for instance, I, in my country, I think that there is a good will from high, the high level to change things, to introduce democracy. The constitution, the Moroccan constitution of 2011, I would say it's an event for us. It, it has changed things. We've got a text that we can rely on to get give rights to women, to children, to foreigners. And, uh, and to migrants. And I think that our problem now is also migration. Well, I, I, am, I am now the director of the center, uh, the UNESCO Center, uh, the law in migration. I was before the tenure of the human rights and migration UNESCO chair. We try to work on this because, you know, Fortunately now migrants are not really equivalent of sub-Saharians because they are now the Arabs, the Syrians. And That's right. But at a certain time in the 90s, uh, when you deal with migration from the south, it's, it's, it's equivalent of Africans coming to Europe. That's right. Especially for us Moroccans, North Africans going to France, France. To Belgium, and the others going to other parts of the world. So, I think that also, and this migration should be addressed. Problem, what are the causes? How can we solve the causes? The causes are both economic and also stability. Yes. The wars. So, there are less wars now, but that's still. You've got now Somalia, Libya, Sudan, Less in the southern parts, uh, fortunately. 
we do hope that things will change, but we have got something which is threatening now, is extremism. Yes. Extremism all over the places, but mostly in Africa and the Middle East. So why, how to find a solution to this new problem? And who is behind this first? So that would be, uh, I think, a way to question the future of Africa. But still, I agree with you. I believe that the future is for Africa, a young country with all the, the elements. And we should only work. And cooperation is very important. Cooperation between South-South. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the group of 77 was a good initiative. It was a, a trade union of the poor, <laughs> but it couldn't work from yeah, the beginning. Yeah. Why? Because there were so many differences. They are a big group, 77. Mm. Differences in culture, in interests, in many things. No consensus. So it was there. It is something we could work on. Maybe divide it on small groups. Start by the, the African group. I think the group will be ready, the African group, mm -hmm. because we have got all the theory there. Mm -hmm. And then start this, and self-reliance. Alliance, when we, uh, there is our interest in this, not when there is the interest of the mm -hmm. other, and no interest of us. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree with you, there are less dictators in the continent, but I see some. Yeah. Okay. So, and those who have been uh, well chased, look what's happening. Look, look uh, uh, what's happening in Libya. Yeah. People, I would say, would, we would have preferred Gaddafi than what's the, the people. That our people are suffering. I hope this is only a very short period. Uh, to, to, to round up, I mean, we just need to round change. up. I mean, to round up, um, in your presentation, you refer to the in relation to migration. You referred to the UN Convention and also the African I mean, uh, Convention on Migration. I mean, uh, if you want to compare those, do you think those, I mean, they, 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 do they work together well in relation to I mean, regulating migration in Africa? If you look at the, 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 the convention, the Refugee Convention, the 1969 Convention, it's a very progressive convention. If if compared to the universal one, which is 51 convention. Okay, you mean the African one is much more progressive? Yeah, much, it, it enlarged the situation. It included even people who, uh, well, because the first one has got only five reasons. Okay, you mean the UN one? The, the, the UN, one. Okay. The, the, the Geneva Convention. convention it was a European convention for the Europeans. Europeans. The African, as usual, came and how they corrected things. and added other reasons, colonial domination, uh, aggression, uh, disorder. Yeah. So these are problems. We have got this. And then Africa has been, you know, that the most uh, migrants, especially forced migrants, refugees and asylum seekers, are not in the West. They are in the South. I was, I visit so, visited so many refugee camps. And the hospitality of the African countries towards the refugees, refugees is well Amazing. known. So for migration, uh, well, uh, before it was only, especially due to 
uh, armed conflict, decolonization and armed conflict. Now, because of extremism, it's happening in Libya, Tunisia, Somalia, Sudan. So, if we address the causes, I think that we, 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 we will not have these forced migrants within Africa. If you look at the, the, the sub-Saharians who would like to go to, 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 to Europe, I, I, I was dealing in my, my seminar about the, uh, the, the, the new Moroccan uh, immigration policy and how this new policy would like to keep these migrants, because we need them anyway. You know, Morocco is also an aging population, and and they are closer to us. Yeah. I was dealing, I was talking about the Senegalese. We have always been very, very, very uh, have good relation with the Senegalese, the Western, uh, the, the, all those uh, are from West Africa. So I think it will be better for them to stay here and to work for both their countries and our country than to go to Europe. So there's well. goodness in migration as, as well, I mean, as, as you yeah. Yeah. governance of migration should also, uh, good governance That's should right. balance the, the security, we, we, we will, uh, the, the states also should uh, uh, well protect their citizens. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, humanity, humanity. Yeah. that is we should give the, those, our hosts their rights. Right. They, they are human beings, and human rights are for all beings, not only for the citizens. The Moroccan constitution, the new one, is a good one. Article 30 gives a right to foreigners. As such, they wouldn't say migrants, all foreigners. And might be, I think that there are uh, other constitutions in Africa similar to this. So let's, let's, work on let's work between us on our migrants. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, Europe is in crisis now. It's better for our young uh, migrants not to go there and to stay, to stay in other African countries. South Africa is doing well. Uh, other countries are doing well. Thank you very much, I'm Professor Khadija and Madmach. It's a pleasure having you uh, governance in Africa discussions. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure for me also. Thank you very much. Thanks, Emma. This program is part of the Governance for Development in Africa initiative funded by the Mo Ibrahim Foundation in collaboration with the Center of African Studies at the University of London School of Oriental and African Studies. To listen to this program again or to listen to other programs in the series, please visit the website www.governanceinafrica.org. For more information on this initiative, email cas at soas.ac.uk. That's cas at soas.ac.uk.